0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 136, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Jay Mack, aka founder numero uno, and I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Popfly himself, founder numero dos, Ben.
1: Buy one, get one, half off, Bogoho. Baseball Ben. What's going on, my friend? Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Outfielder Pod. Hi, everyone. It's your boy, Ben Baseball. Hey, J-Mac, how you doing?
0: I'm embarrassed. I just had a bad technical uh, blunder there because the best part about that drop is that you're pondering the idea of like buy one, get one half off, and you like ask at the end, is that a thing? And then it just ends, and I, I talked over it, so that's that's on me.
1: Well, you know what?
0: Even the, that little cut at the end, is that a thing? Is a decent standalone drop. It is. It should should definitely be a standalone drop. I'm doing well otherwise, Ben. I miss being back here. Uh, oh. It's good that we are doing this right before the season starts. We apologize for being off for a month. You know how things go. It's just uh gets a little little hectic. So we're doing season predictions today, though, which I'm stu- super soaked about. It's outfielder tradition. Is this our fourth one, Ben? Yeah,
1: I think it is. Um, basically, we started out uh, back in 2017, uh, so this would be season four of the Outfielder podcast, um, so definitely super jazzed, super excited. Um, yeah, I think we got a ton in store. In fact, before we begin uh, podcast proper, can I give you a a bit of a story? Of course. So... I don't know if y'all know this, but there's been a pandemic for the last year. What? <laughs> uh huh? it's been pretty rough. Yeah, no? exactly. No. Um, so basically, if you um I started getting my shot. So I got my first round COVID shot a couple weeks back, super stoked. I got a call from the county saying, Hey, come on by for first or second round, sign up. I signed up, everything was golden. Um So I went, and it was going to be a drive-through one this time, which was different than my first one. I waited in the drive-through line fifty-six minutes for them to tell me that there was a mistake, and I can't do it till next week. Oh no! What kind of mistake was it? Uh, That I had the four-week wait instead of the three-week wait, and that the county shouldn't have contacted me to schedule my uh, to schedule my my vaccines. So drove, you know, forty minutes to to Fort Worth, uh, proper like downtown down by the zoo and uh yeah now
0: now uh now it's good we'll we'll skip over the zoo part of it is so they couldn't just give it to you at that point i mean no they were like i'm sorry you have to be it has
1: to be the full four weeks um or within 48 hours of the date we wrote on the back of
0: your card why didn't you just scratch the date out
1: yeah well let me just fake this medical document sir would,
0: would that be the whole thing we're like hold on a minute and you turn around and kind of yeah know, exactly <laughs> you know well, kinda... like i'm
1: doing a scratch off <laughs> exactly no uh it, and it, I, I misspoke it wasn't by the zoo it was down by uh, across from the botanic gardens in fort worth but still uh it was it was pretty good happy to do it i highly recommend everyone going out and get their arm poke as soon as possible
0: yeah, I'll uh, I'll be getting mine here pretty soon as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm pretty excited about the fact that it's going to take us back to being able to like watch baseball in person, you know, and and all of that. I think that's going to be uh I think that's going to be really key to my mental sanity because quite honestly, it's been a weird like year and a half in in terms of like how I view sports and how I like look <laughs> at all this because it kind of puts in perspective the importance of different things and all this. Right. And um, more importantly than that, though, like without players playing and, you know, uh, like a lot of players didn't play last season or some didn't. And, you know, there was, you know, different things going on with that. It just, it, it felt like a real season by the time we got to the playoffs, because that didn't, that wasn't really that changed other than the fact that they only played 60 games leading to it. But yeah. the regular season was hard for me to get into, man. And on top of that, the Red Sox were terrible, so it just it didn't like fuel me to watch a lot of baseball. And I, I hate that. And I'm looking forward to everything kind of being full squad back. Now we're you know looking at complete rosters and whatnot. Yeah,
1: full squad back. Uh, you know I I agree completely. It definitely helps put it in perspective because even without sports, the world keeps on spinning. But. You know, we all gotta have our passions, and if uh, if you love what you're, what you're, um, if you love some baseball, you've come to the right place, and we're happy to have you here, so we can talk it through. Um, yeah, I think the playoffs felt felt pretty normal last year. For me, last year became, and it could also be because my Rangers were terrible, mm. but for me, last year was less of a vested interest and more of a. Oh, this is good background noise. Correct.
0: That's exactly how it felt to me, too. And it's never really felt that way, as a general rule, from the years I've spent watching this sport. And, you know, there's, it's just, it's a little bit of a different perspective, I think. I think in a way it was good. I tanked our fantasy season last year completely. Like I played for like the first week and then I just deleted the app entirely. And you know how unlike me that is, but I just, my team was terrible, so I needed to, to you know, I needed that second second pick in, overall in the draft that I get this year. Uh, I needed some help overall just to, to revamp things. And, you know, Sam's kind of just, he kind of ran away with things anyway, you know, from a fantasy perspective. So it's, you know, it is what it is. You're looking to make a well, good I- showing this year, it sounds like. I hope so. We shall see. I think I'm picking... Fifth or sixth, because
1: uh, okay. I was right in the middle of the pack last year. But it's good. I have a good squad of keepers. I'll actually bring up a few of them when we go through the, uh, through the, through the our, our predictions and, and rankings this year. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, super stoked. We're actually drafting tomorrow, so hopefully we'll get some some good, potentially maybe a few little bit of bits of content out of that. Um, I do have one other baseball note for you. Okay. So my friend. Uh, today, uh, my I'm gonna start going to go around around the corner to go next door. But my wife had to have a root canal. As a result, she wasn't into like eating a big meal tonight. So I went and picked up smoothies at the local smoothie hub and emporium. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway,
0: they're a sponsor, what, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which players associated with them, but actually uh, I've come up with one because the person who was in front of me in line was wearing a Cardinals jersey, and normally okay. I'd be like, Cardinals are a good historic team, hate the 2011 version, but, you know, nothing against the overall Cardinals. And what should I notice, it's not a modern Cardinal he's wearing. That dude
0: was repping a 50s Slam and Stand Museal jersey. Wow. Didn't that all guy of, just die recently? There was a reason we were talking about Stan Musial. What was that?
1: I don't remember exactly why we were talking about him. Um, all I can say is I actually pulled up some of his numbers. Okay. This dude's career war, okay. 128.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. So give us the years he played, and let, let's break that down for just a second, even though it seems like the second... like. Probably the second time in recent memory that he's come up.
1: Yeah. So we're going to go a little deeper. He played 41 to 63. That means he played. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he had a brief gap in 45 because of military service in Correct. World War II. Right. Um, but he started in the, let's see, his first pitch in the majors was during the FDR administration. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and absurd. his last year in the majors was the last year Kennedy was in office. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, speaking of of the Cardinals and whatnot, as I was doing research. So I think one of the funnier parts about um, doing research for this year's fantasy draft and then also this, this uh, predictions episode is that. I was looking back at some of the the stats and just things that happened. You know, there, there, I mean, there were some obvious things like you had Trevor Bauer and Shane Bieber win the Cy Young Award, you know, some yeah. obvious stuff like that. But like there, there are things that I just kind of like forgot about just in general about like how bad the Astros were up until they got to the playoffs and how they just yes. kind of started to catch fire. I've forgotten that the Cardinals and, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but the Cardinals had the 28th-ranked offense last year. So what did they do? They went out and traded for Nolan Arenado. I mean, you can't (laughs) really improve your offense much more than having Paul Goldschmidt and... Nolan Arenado on your team. I mean, it's it's unbelievable that they went out and did that. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's just how yeah how they roll. But
1: so like good for them. They ended up finishing last year. They were second place in the division. They were three back of the Cubbies. So their win percentage was five seventeen. Okay. Uh, the reason I'm bringing up win percentage is because it was a truncated season. They didn't even play all sixty games because they had some COVID stupidity happening. So they only played fifty
0: eight games. What's the lowest amount of games that were played? Do we know? Uh, I would have to
1: run some quick spreadsheet math, but it's, it looks like...
0: It was pretty balanced, probably. I it looks
1: think. like most teams got a full 60. Who yeah, was the Kirk other up. team that had the mess up? Was that the Marlins? Oh, it was the Marlins,
0: yeah. And they were off yeah, for maybe a like They played a week. 60. They did, yeah, so they made those games they, up somewhere. Looks like only the Cardinals played 58. So it makes a huge difference whenever you know that extra innings It works you know, differently in terms of having a guy on second and not going over... You know a certain amount, so I I think though it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out over a long season because it's really hard. Like I'm I'm decent at like understanding numbers in relation to other numbers when it comes to like when you're comparing a 60 game season versus 162, but like baseball's so weird that way where you just you need yeah. that the those longer periods of time to like get on a streak and get going and, and, and you're going to have times that are not good and you just have to keep going, you know? And I, I just, I think it's hard to kind of compare a 60 game season to the rest of it. That, that was always kind of my objection to it. I understood why they did it. I understood the, I mean, we talked a lot about how they could have been the first ones back and they weren't, and, you know, all that. Yeah. Uh, that aside, really, I, I just, I think it's really interesting well, in terms of like how it how it looks in the stat books i guess is probably what i'm trying to say
1: 100 percent. i even tried to pull up um like if you extrapolate the win percentage from 2020 what would that be mathematically and then my head hurt so i stopped doing that yeah um brief pause and then uh and then i'll, I'll jump back in i do want to give a shout out to that dude i talked to him and complimented his jersey told him about the pod so if you're listening kid in the slam and stand jersey way to go Hope how, you enjoyed
0: your smoothie. How old did this did this jersey look?
1: Uh well the jersey looked brand new. Like, okay. you know, he and I asked him, I was like, dude, is that a slam and jersey? And he was like, You know who that is? And I was like, Of course I know who that is. I have a baseball podcast. Right. And he didn't really talk like that. But um, yeah, he said he picked it up at uh, at the Hall of Fame. I okay. was like, oh, that makes sense. It does anyway, make
0: sense.
1: So the, the point I wanted to make about the 60-game season, do you remember? What the uh, longest hitting streak in the majors is that Joe DiMaggio did. I uh, so it was 1941.
0: 41, and so this he is a hit broke, streak. This is a hit yeah, streak.
1: Yeah. the The prior single season record of consecutive ga- consecutive games with a hit, uh, it was 44, and DiMaggio demolished it by hitting 56 uh hitting safely in 56 straight games that's absurd yeah and the reason i bring it up is last year the cardinals only played 58 games yeah so like that's just just some of the anomalies uh of that
0: just the the length of that streak is uh, incredible but like when you compare it to the fact that they basically played that in a full season i don't know I I really I don't know how this will be looked at in like five years. I think I'll, I'll have better perspective. Yeah. And I, I hate to kick the can down the road as far as five years. So, you know, five years from now, mark episode 136, you'll be back to it. You'll, we'll be on like episode 600 or something by then. I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe not. That's right. Um,
1: well, but, one other final note on DiMaggio. Did you know that after he missed the streak, he started another one and hit safely in the following 15 games as well? So he only had – he had a span where one game in 73 did
0: he not hit safely. I mean, you're trying to show off.
1: That's insane. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know. It's – 50-something is impressive. 11, 12, 17, whatever, not that impressive. No. Should be better. Should be better. That's all I (laughs) can tell you. Should be
1: better. I don't know. I mean, I didn't marry Marilyn Monroe. He did.
0: Good point. I saw – did you happen to see that picture that I put in our Slack of – I think it was of. Um, let me find it real quick. It was of of uh, Fred McGriff on the f- on the cell phone on first base. Oh, my God,
1: dude, yes!
0: <laughs> what an unbelievable sto- uh, picture! I'll put the- I'll post that on our social media later so people can That's see. That's it. awesome. a great picture.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, one other note before we get into predictions and whatnot. Um, Did you happen to see that story about the Chicago Cubs prospect that got busted at spring training with 21 pounds of meth in his equipment bag? Dude, yes. What in the heck? (laughs) So first of all, the pictures were incredible of all of it because there's no way all 21 pounds worth would fit in your your bag, right? Is that right? Like, that
1: dude must be, like, Tetris king of packing. And I don't know this. I've never done meth. I don't plan on doing meth. Tell you I what, I don't though. recommend doing meth, but I feel like that's a lot.
0: I, I th- feel like it's a lot, too. I'm right there with you. I think we should send the interns out to buy this 21 pounds worth of meth, and we can mythbuster this. I mean, we're not going to, you know. You know, we're not going to dabble in the meth or anything, but we you know, we can Mythbusters this thing and find out what's really going on here. I mean, why was this guy bringing it to spring training, though?
1: I mean, he had to be working a distribution operation. And I think that reminds me of my favorite Mythbusters quote is, uh, if you write it down, it's science. If you don't <laughs> write it down, you're just messing around.
0: <laughs> so where's that fall for this show? Is it somewhere in the middle, I think?
1: I would like to say that we have an oral record.
0: Yeah, we do. We got rid of all those stone slabs. We got tired of carrying them around.
1: You know what? God bless Jimmy Midtown and his sore back from having to lug those from location to
0: location. (laughs) I know, right? But seriously, though, I just... I I guess I don't really understand... Is it possible to even sneak that in your bag? Or is it... Like, he had to have known. Oh, yeah. I mean... I'm not, you know, not no, trying allegedly. to try this case in
1: the court of public opinion. All this is alleged. That's, uh, that le- I'll let the lawyers figure that out, but I could see where someone put like a small baggie in his bag. Yeah. But yeah. it wouldn't, in- it would require a fair amount of, um, arranging like a. Uh, I would say, like, uh, mental aerobics to imagine a scenario where someone could put that many pounds <laughs> of anything in my luggage and me not notice.
0: Yeah, 21 pounds. I mean, you could put Sherman in your luggage and, and right. not notice sooner than you would not notice that, I, I feel like.
1: Right. Here's uh, Mr. Nelson. We found you with 21 pounds of Pokemon cards. <laughs> oh, those aren't mine. How'd that get in there? Yeah. Like <laughs> I dude, think those belong to this
0: great Sambino.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So – just
1: insane
0: i just um i mean obviously the i mean you pretty much have to go to like costco or sam's to buy that that amount of meth so i mean obviously there was something going on here obviously this dude's probably going to be in jail for quite some time um i wonder if there's a compensatory pick involved in that there probably should be right if you're guy gets arrested that's a good point you know maybe if it's over 15 pounds or something like that they instate that rule i mean (laughs) yeah there's a a threshold you get a compensatory first or or, uh uh, like you know like late first round or something like that or what is it when they do whenever they like create a new team they do like a uh what's that called it's not a supplemental draft it's like a i don't know they basically divide out talent from the around the league which is just incredible. I really hope that we get to see that again at some point in the coming future. Yeah.
1: Hey, get a team. Like we said, get a team in Montreal. Get a uh, the Nashville Hot Chicklin Hot Chickens Hot Chickens. The New Orleans Baseball Pelicans. And uh, what was the the Buffalo that Sam came up with? Oh. Missoula. Where was that? It was in Cheyenne.
0: Cheyenne sounds right. It was in one of the Dakotas, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Wyoming, Dakotas. Like it was. We'll have to check the tapes on that, but. Okay. We've already pitched four teams with mascots, with logos, like the the ideas are there. Plus, throw one in Portland. We'll give another one to Texas, like plenty of ideas. Texas
0: doesn't need another baseball team.
1: All right. We'll send one down to Mexico and make it a true North American sport.
0: There you go. Yeah, that's that's, there you go. See, now you're thinking. Now you're thinking outside the box. All right. We've babbled on long enough about nonsense. Let's talk about more nonsense and get into these predictions. How about that?
1: That's right. Would this qualify for around the diamond intro music or, or not really?
0: I think so. Let me see if I have it on the board. Uh, please just uh, yak aimlessly while I try to find that.
1: So this weekend I went to a World War One re- re- reenactment. And I got to tell you, there was a 75 millimeter pack howitzer behind me. And it really, really brought the situation to life with the booming of the cannon, the trench wall shuddering, the 1917 Baseball, water co- uh,
0: schedule. Here's the mess schedule.
1: Oh no, not this guy. Don't give uh, me that guy. Twenty-four, twenty-six
0: Atlanta. That's our
1: <laughs> No, turn that asshole off. That's the dude up in New York who like will just say the schedule of a baseball team. <laughs> Mike Francesa. Okay. I'm really hoping yes. that
0: they have him on here pretty soon for the I, I I need to look and see if they have. I haven't seen it out there to see if he did this year's as just a guest thing. Keep going about the howitzer.
1: No, I cannot imagine a worse, like, because now I'm self-conscious about me babbling and that I'm just becoming April 15th, the Mets are in town, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, at least you don't have to worry about that. I don't think that we have that on the board, unfortunately, anymore.
1: That's all right. We'll find it later. In that case, get ready to go around the diamond. That's right. So, the American League East... Uh, is where we tend to start. For context, last year the East went as follows. From worst to best, we had the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, and the Rays. Uh, so, anyway, okay. where do you have the East ranking out, J Mac?
0: All right. So I have, so I'm going to give you the team. Uh, so I'm going to go the order from first to, to fifth. I'm going to go um, the team and then the record, and then we'll kind of talk through them. Uh, awesome. So number one I have the Yankees winning 97 games and losing 65. okay okay uh just behind that I struggled with these two a lot. I think the blue Jays are still a little bit young and they're gonna show that as far as how they go so um or as how the the growth curve kind of goes so I'm giving them 93 wins and 69 losses okay I'm giving the Rays 86 wins and 76 losses. The Red Sox are going to go exactly 500 at 81 and okay. 81, and okay. the Orioles are going to lose 60 or win 62 games and lose 100. Sounds about right. So let me just make sure I have this: you have the Blue
1: Jays overtaking the defending AL champs.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. I think they're they should be better. They should be a lot better. Okay. Adding George Springer. Uh, I mean, you got Kevin Biggio. You've got. Uh, uh, What's his name? I not all I can think of is Tatiste, not Tatiste, the Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Uh Vlad Guerrero Jr. they've upgraded their pitching. They're going they're a young team, they're a good team. They may not quite be there yet. I I could see a World where Tampa Bay maybe finishes ahead of them, but I I don't think so. They're certainly going to be re- better than than the Red Sox and the the Orioles though. I know that. Yeah. So I agree with that. I actually
1: um Gave it a slight different ranking. Um, I don't have the Blue Jays overtaking the Rays, but I do have the Yankees. So just like you, I have the Yankees in my top spot, followed by the Rays. Then the Blue Jays uh, right on their heels. uh, Red Sox and Orioles is how I have it going. Uh, what was what does Jimmy say every year about the Orioles well hey Camden Yard is a great place to watch a ball game it's a great place to watch a ball game Uh, I don't have win-loss totals but that's 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 how I have the AL East shaking out okay
0: that's fine I, I would also the other thing about Tampa Bay that worries me just a tad is that they did lose Blake Snell so traded to the the Padres so I mean that's a I mean he was a Cy Young wonder the year before last, so it's not like he's an insignificant part to what they were doing. So I do think they take a little bit of a step back. I think that's a good opportunity for the Blue Jays there.
1: Okay. And the no, Orioles I, are
0: just still rebuilding. That's really oh all that's going on there.
1: They're gonna be rebuilding for a long time.
0: For sure. I'm I'm which is sad. It kinda. I mean, they had a run where they were pretty good when Dan Ducat built the team. They were they had a, a good run for a while and where they were yeah. they were pretty competitive. I'm. When it comes to the Red Sox, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch Cora's first year back. What that's going to look like, um, I think that's going to. I think that's good for the team. I, I mean, you remember what I told you last year. Whenever the manager asked if, if uh, the the reporter had any ideas of how we could maybe make the team better, I mean, that's that's not really what you're looking for, you know. What did he say? He so. Uh, A reporter was in the locker room and he asked him, he said, uh, you know, things have been a little tough so far, you know, hadn't been a great start out of the gate. You know, what, uh, what, you know, what ideas do you have to get things turned around and, you know, kind of get things moving in the right direction? You know, kind of a standard, you know, softball type question for any coach or manager to answer. And he just said, well, I don't know. Do you have any ideas? (laughs) (laughs) So jerk. Uh, but I don't think he meant it – it didn't seem – the way he said it, it didn't seem like he meant it to be a jerk. I think he really actually just – I don't think he necessarily meant it to be a serious question. But it, yeah. th- it doesn't inspire confidence, I guess is no, what it I'm doesn't. getting No, it doesn't. That sounds like something I would say. I, exactly, exactly. What would you do? Hey. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm um, open. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's going to be a big part of this. I think he's going to communicate with players better. They got Ben and Tendy out of there, which I'm disappointed about, but I think he probably needed a fresh start. Yeah. Um, so he's in Kansas City now. I, I, again, I don't love it, but, I mean, you already have Mookie you, Betts and Jackie Bradley Jr. gone, so it doesn't really matter. So
1: that, that was actually exactly where I was about to go. Where did um, JBJ end up? Because I know Betts is in Los Angeles.
0: Uh, JBJ ended up with the Brewers on a okay. one-year deal or maybe two years, but uh,
1: well, a short-term deal. Yeah.
0: And good for him, man. He, he's not great at the play, but he's a fantastic defensive outfielder. So I'm, I'm, I think that they're moving on. I don't think that they did enough this season, but I mean, they're going to have Chris sale back. He's looked excellent in spring training they're going to have uh Eduardo Rodriguez back he was out all year with COVID last year like he got hit early and I think he had some complications from it or something yeah so he was out majority of the year so I mean they're getting a big part of their rotation back which is going to be helpful um I mean this the Alex Verdugo guy we've had our issues with him we've talked about him plenty on this show as far as uh <laughs> some real creepy things that happened in the past but he was the main centerpiece of the Mookie trade, and so, I mean, I'm hoping to see something out of him this year. They have an excellent, excellent first baseman named Bobby Dalback who's come up, and he was actually one of my keepers uh, in fantasy baseball, and he has been excellent in spring training and, and seems to have a long-term, you know hole that they are a fill for the hole that they need at first base so I'm looking forward to that I, I think it's going to be interesting to watch but I don't think they're going to be a whole lot better than 500 they're not nearly as competitive as the other teams in the division
1: it doesn't help that they're in a really competitive division yeah
0: really, in a weird time like they just it, it really is true like someone was at talk I was talking to somebody about this the other day it really is the the price that you pay for winning a championship like man like it's fucking great but like The after years of it are just brutal to watch, you know, and it's just it's just a money making operation, you know.
1: So as a uh, Ranger fan, I wouldn't know. Screw you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But like so. okay, let me pose this real quick. And this is just kind of a, a wild one off tangent. Would you read like I know you'd almost always in every scenario rather have the ring, but like it was almost harder to watch them just sort of try to relight that stove over and over again and just couldn't quite do it. Just couldn't capture that magic that they captured originally no
1: i would uh i would always take the ring
0: yeah i think so too but it, that was tough to watch it was a, a teardown of like you know glacier moving type speed like not not good. it's it's
1: a very slow motion car crash here in arlington
0: <laughs> oh it's fine i mean they're they're gonna be bad this year on per we'll get to them all right we'll get to them
1: All right, well, let's move on to the American League Central. So for context, last year in our truncated season, uh, from best to worst, the Twins won the division, followed by the, can we call them rebuilt yet, Chicago White Sox. Uh, The nameless Cleveland team ended in the middle of the pack. The Royals in the second to last spot, and the lowly Tigers were the dredge of the division. Mm. Where do you have it for this year?
0: All right, so... I think we criticized I'm starting to see a pattern here, the amount of things we criticize on this show, but we, we're we're a very criticism centric show. That's <laughs> true. We have a lot of problems with people and they're gonna hear about it. I think ultimately Tony LaRusso was a pretty good hire. I think someone like that brings a lot of like experience into the room and, and I know that's like a given and the whole idea, but like, that means more than you think it does in the context of just like, I don't really, it's, it's like, you know, walking in the room and just like, you know, spilling your guts out on the table and showing like, I got this, like, I'm good. You know, like I don't have anything to prove here. Like whether this goes well or not is not about me. And I think that's like a, a rare thing that old baseball guys kind of have. And yep. I really respect that about him. I always have, and I mean, uh, he he's a he's a weird character. I, I think for me, I, I have a hard time knowing what to do with Tony Larusa. I mean, he's obviously been a big voice in this game for a long, 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 long time, and I'm surprised two hundred years, two hundred and fifty <laughs> okay. minimum. But I'm surprised that he's gone back to this. But I think. I think he's going to know what to do with these young pieces better than just about anybody out there, regardless of of new baseball lore and all that stuff. So, number one,
1: you're still not off the hook. You're going to have to give me your projections. But I definitely agree with you because I think that when you have – you feel like you have the right pieces in place, getting the right leader is key. Yes. And – someone with that level of experience is going to be so critical because he's seen the highest of highs, but he's also seen the lowest of lows. Yeah. And so he'll know how to get maximum production out of these players and how to get them sort of in line with like a higher identity because say what you want about, you know, the the Cardinals in their heyday under La Russa, like he was able to turn... Mid-level players into maybe not superstars, but at least names that you would know
0: for sure. And I I think, I think it's so interesting that there's like a there's a weird balance of like there's some situations where you need like a young like new thinking type of manager, and then there's situations where you just need experience. And like Joe Girardi is a great example of that of, of hiring him uh, for the Phillies. Like he's he comes with a good amount of experience and he can back that up. And I think that matters in a lot of these kinds of cases with young teams. So I have the white Sox winning 94 games and losing 68. I think they're going to be pretty, pretty much on top. No matter what here though, coming in at a close second, I have the twins winning 92 games and losing 70. I have the Cleveland baseball team is what I dubbed it losing 80 or winning 80 games, losing 82. I have the Royals winning 78 games, losing 84. And I have the Tigers winning 64 games. And I'm sorry, winning 64, losing 98. Do you know who the manager of the Tigers is? No, they don't even know. It's going to be you're going to be furious when you find out who it is. Who is it? It's A.J. Hinch.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's
0: right. That went under the radar real nicely, didn't it? How do that must have
1: been one of our off weeks because that didn't even make like you said, that didn't even make my radar at all.
0: I um so that yeah, that was like in November, December time frame when they they hired him. It, I, it's completely off the radar. I'd forgotten about it until I was researching this too. Man. I, I, and what did I say whenever we did those episodes where we tore down the Astros and the Red Sox yeah. and whatnot? You said they were both being both back. of them. Both of them, no doubt about it. And here we, we went, are, like
1: big middle fingers to that guy but like, and big, to Alex
0: Cora. Don't you think, though, if baseball didn't want that to happen, they would have stopped it?
1: I feel like that this is the tinfoil <laughs> hat portion of our uh, of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know I'm what should shoot- happen? <laughs> I'm going to chew on that and formulate a well thought out salient response because right now I can only think of things that will get me in trouble. So with that in mind, I'm going to pivot to my ALC predictions Please, because I agree with you in the bottom three spots. I don't have the white Sox overtaking the twins. Really? I think for me, what gives the twins is they have more experience on their roster in how to win a division. But they also have. Um, I think they're going to be healthier. I think that some of their lineup, uh, there were some lineup inconsistencies last year, um, that I don't think are going to repeat themselves. And so, while it will be close, I don't think uh, I don't think the White Sox are going to be able to overtake them. I still have the White Sox in the playoffs, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But I don't think they're going to overtake the Twins to win the Central.
0: Very interesting. That's quite the take. I. I- I'm with you on the health thing. I I think they they've kind of built their team in such a way where they're able to kind of pivot away a little bit if they're, you know, if they're struggling bullpen-wise or struggling starter-wise and um I, and I know what you mean. I mean, they they re-signed Nelson Cruz again, you know, they I mean, I think he's like 41 years old or something like that. Yeah. Um I yeah i i don't know I, I i don't i don't know why i just don't don't see it i am not sure why it may call it a gut feeling more over anything else but i i'm I, it's again one of those things wouldn't be surprised but i wouldn't count on it myself
1: yeah he's forty he'll be forty one july first
0: Jesus that's so crazy dude and he hit a, an ass load of home runs last year for only being sixty games i think dude a hundred percent it was uh was a pretty pretty
1: high ratio i think what an ass it's just right. unbelievable.
0: What, else, what other notes do you have in the Central? Cleveland's tearing um, it all the way down.
1: Yeah, Cleveland is, is they're going to eventually pick a new name and then they'll be <laughs> rebuilding until that point.
0: Yeah, it doesn't help that the ghost of Terry Francona that manages that team is sort of like, <laughs> you know what? I don't even want to get into all that. Take a look into that, folks, if you get a chance. Just what, what Terry Francona has been up to. Check that out. Okay,
1: that's good. We'll that might be that. a segment for another another pod. If if it, if it that turtle rears its head in the water again, we'll, we might have to do some more investigating.
0: I don't uh, particularly want to get involved in this one, to be honest with you. Then you heard it, not here. I, I, All right. I, I so, mean, have you ever known me to back away from a story for the most part? That's why I'm moving <laughs> on to the AL West. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, last year, the AL West broke down with Oakland overtaking Houston by seven games. Yeah. Spoiler alert Houston still made the World Series. Sure uh Seattle was in the 3rd spot, the Angels were in the 4th spot and the Rangers, my lowly Rangers were in the 5th and final spot.
0: How many games did they win last year? 22. Oh my god. That's so it's so hard to like so what was their win percentage? Just give me that.
1: Uh it's 3.67. It
0: was 3.67. Okay. I mean it's a it was a burn down year anyway. They were the worst
1: team in the American League and the second worst team in baseball.
0: Yikes. But 60 games doesn't tell you anything. Like, that's the point. Like, that. I don't know. Anyway. All right. So I'll go down my AL West here yeah. for you. I have the Astros. I'm very interested
1: in this one. Okay.
0: So I have the Astros winning this division still. Yeah. 90 games. They're going to win 90 games. They're going to lose 72. The A's are going to be right on their heels, though. They're going to win 88 and lose 74. Okay. The Angels are in third place. majority of people had the Angels winning this division. I have them in third place winning 86 games and losing 76. That's still an improvement for them. What was their win percentage last year? Last year, the Angels won 433. Yeah, that's definitely an improvement for them then. To get yep. that far over 500 that quickly is definitely an improvement. I have the Mariners winning 68 games and losing 94. And I have the Rangers as the worst team in baseball as well, losing 63. Actually, the second worst team in baseball for me. Um, they're going to win 63 games and they're going to lose 94. And I, I only reason I say that about the Rangers is I think it's an intentional teardown.
1: I agree with what you're saying. That is an intentional teardown. And in fact, uh, for most of the season, my Rangers shirt will actually be this vandaliers in rangers logo shirt that i will be repping for most of the season good good um yeah because the T on my hat will mean terrible terrible so my uh my rankings are actually identical to yours i too have the astros in first the athletics in second the angels in third seattle in fourth and texas in fifth i want to ask a question about the angels though okay because when i was doing research i like to see kind of who all is picking what and who all is picking where What would cause Sports Illustrated to pick the Angels to win the AL West?
0: I think that they see the competition as a little bit more flat right now. I think people underestimate the Astros. So the, the Astros are in a spot where they lucked out like hell that a global pandemic happened right when it did. And they didn't have to catch all the shit last year and they were able to kind of shake past that. I think that they're gonna come out with a swagger and I don't think people are even gonna have a, a any kind of inkling of a remembrance of the fact that they did that I th- I mean it's gonna come up obviously but like the, people will have moved on from that because that's not nearly as big of a story as some of the things that we've seen over the last year and change right so they benefit from that which is unbelievably frustrating but what are you gonna do uh, my team benefits from it too so I guess I can't really say much but I'm just saying like at the end of the day the team that got caught Red-handed really kind of was able to stay away from the noise. Uh, I think that causes people to underestimate them a little bit. I do worry about them losing George Springer and some of the pitching and whatnot. I I think that could play in, but I just don't think this division as a whole is going to be very good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I also only
1: have the Astros coming out of the American League. I do think the Athletics are, are going to make it somewhat competitive and the Angels are improving. But just Texas is going to be so bad. And so it wouldn't surprise me if the Astros take 15 games from the Rangers this year.
0: Yeah. Again, I think it's pretty intentional, though. So I think that's probably what you're looking for. Does um, Is there sadness in your heart to watch Elvis in an A's uniform?
1: Not really. Yeah. I like him. Good yeah. for him.
0: Yeah, for sure. But it's... It sucks in the division, though. I know it doesn't matter, and it's stupid and all that. It just still sucks to see it. I, I mean,
1: uh, quite honestly, my, my opinion of Elvis is good luck to him. Like,
0: yeah. I, I have no ill will. Um, He's been a good good sport always here.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, As the
0: resident A's fan here, I think that I'm excited to have him on our team.
1: <laughs> Didn't Sam have season tickets and you're, you're claiming to be the resident A's <laughs> fan? Yep, that's me, J-Mac. Yeah, I mean, I, Not right behind else. me.
0: Look at that. Hey, he's right there. Come on.
1: Oh, that's perfect. We, we will, uh, after we do our predictions, uh, if we have time, we will talk about the Rangers opening weekend because there's some interesting news points uh, worth talking about on that. Okay. But before we do that, we have an entire league to talk about. So let's go on to the National League. We're going to kick things off in the East just to refresh your memory. Last year, the Braves were the best team in the East. Followed by Miami? What the heck happened? Third spot was the Phillies. Jimmy's Mets were in the fourth spot. And the Washington Nationals were in last place in the East. J-Mac, what you got?
0: First to worst for the Nats. That's a tough one for last year. But yeah, that Atlanta team is electric. And this is going to be the year that they're going to make a run. I've been telling you for two or three years now, just watch them. Just keep an eye on them. And watch what Acuna does. Watch what Albies does. Watch what this team's going to do. This team's going to make a, a hard run. They, they made a real good run last year. Um, they 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 ran out of steam, ultimately. It, it was tough at a two-out-of-three game set there. But uh, that one might have been three out of five. I can't remember how it, it all was laid out last year, to be honest. I think they lost in the second round, though, pretty sure. Yeah, I that think so. That sounds right. Um, to the Dodgers, though. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Um I think they're going to be better, though. So I have them, the Braves winning 92 games and losing 70 games.
1: Very respectable.
0: I have the Mets winning 90 games and losing 72. I have the Phils winning 84 games and losing 78. I have the Nats winning 82 games and losing 80, and the Marlins winning 74 and losing 88. The Marlins are an intriguing animal to me, I would say, because I think their pitching staff is all under the age of 26. And something like that. They're very young. They're very, you know, kind of grinded out guys. They'll be interesting to watch. They've been bad for quite a while now. It's it's probably time we start seeing a little bit of fruit from those labors as far as the, the teardown goes. So I, I'm interested to see what they look like. Um, the Mets have Francisco Lindor. And I think that adds instant credibility to a lot of their offense. It looks like they're going to get a long-term deal done with him, something in the ballpark of a $385 million deal over 10 years, something like that. Uh, Probably still worth it, even if he plays for five of those. But uh, That, we can talk about that next episodes. So I think that's I think Jimmy needs to be in on that discussion and hopefully it will have gotten done by then. But I think the last I saw is they were at 10 years, 385, and that was as high as they were going to go. I think he wanted four, but I don't think they're going to do that. That's so, actually what what I make on this podcast is oh, my 10 year salary. So wait a minute. So when did you get do you have an agent? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's uh, it's Jimmy. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy's God. my agent. wait, Jimmy's my agent. <laughs> Well, hang where's on. this money coming from? No, um, no. So I think though it's all going to come together, and I think the Mets have sat in this like i, I they've sat in that dark hole of, of misery for so long, and I it's really I don't know that I believe in this year's Mets, but I I believe in the Mets of the future, no doubt about it,
1: man. Man, oh man, J-Mac. Maybe it's because Jimmy couldn't join us this week, and maybe it's because I know that Syndergaard's coming back, but my ranking of the NL East goes as follows. Ooh, okay. I have we the have Mets say. overtaking the Braves Ooh-hoo-hoo! to win the NL East. Drink some of that Kool-Aid. <laughs> we are all going to City Field to watch a Mets game because they're going to win the East this year. You heard it here first.
0: We actually might do that, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I have a, I have the Braves in the number two spot. Super close. Um, I have the Nationals improving. I think they're over their World Series hangover. I think that last year was an anomaly. I think they're like, it's 60 games. We don't care. We'll have Fauci throughout the first pitch. That'll be the highlight of our year. Like that was the Washington Nationals baseball season last year.
0: Juan Soto is the best player in baseball. and Nobody really knows about him. Right. One of the best players in baseball, I should say.
1: Um, I have the Phillies in the four spot and the Marlins. I think last year was an anomaly. I think that they benefited from the short season. But unlike Houston, they got hot at the wrong time. Correct. They,
0: they got hot I at think, the end.
1: Yeah, so that's that's where I'm at on the East. I do think that the Braves are going to be incredibly competitive, and it will not surprise me if you're right that they take the East. Uh, I felt uh, I felt a little daring on this one, but I, I wanted to give it to uh, to the Mets. It, that'll be a battle, I think, no matter what happens. Yep. Okay. Next yeah. division. Yeah. When in doubt, go for the pinstripes. <laughs> so next up is the NL Central. And uh, we have, uh, J-Mac is shaking his head, so for those that aren't watching the video stream, uh, his head just probably got whiplash from shaking so hard at my last opinion. That's a bad opinion, uh, it's a bad take. No. So anyway, NL Central, uh, for last year from worst to best, it was the Cubbies, the Cardinals, the Reds, the Brewers, and the Pirates. That's how it ended last year. What do you have for 20 and 21?
0: 20 and 21. I have the Cardinals winning 85 games and losing 77. I have the Brewers winning 83 games, losing 79. The Cubs winning 82 games and winning 80. The Reds winning 73, losing 89. And the Pirates are the worst team I have in baseball, winning 56 games and losing 106 games. That team is bad. If the T on Texas's hat stands for terrible, the P on the Pirates hat stands for pathetic. Pathetic. They uh, there's a player. I wish Sam were here because Sam would know the name of this guy because we talked about him before. I don't. I think you were. It was an episode you were on, but uh, Keona Kella is who I'm thinking of. Used to pitch for the Rangers, got traded to the yeah, Pirates. Yeah, I was going to say, I recognize that name. Yeah, and the dude blew up in the locker room a couple of times, and you know they cut him and whatnot, and were done with him. Well, I saw that they're bringing him back, so I don't think that the Pirates are on the right track on this whole building a baseball team thing. I don't know that they have a handle on what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I think that... I don't even know what they're doing, because... It feels like they could be writing a book right now that's called How to Rebuild Poorly.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, they, they don't seem to have any direction of any kind. I think they like just hired a GM like 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 within the last month. It's like that seems like you waited too long to do that. That yeah, seems like you probably should have done that like last season.
1: <laughs> that's not an impulse buy at the grocery store you want to make. You want to get that out there. Oh, cool, they won the World Series. We'll give them a week of celebration, then we're making headlines by signing our new GM. Correct. So uh I think the car not like, oh, do I want Reese's pieces? <laughs> well, it's a long checkout line. I think I'll get eh, some
0: Reese's pieces. Yeah, I think we got time. Uh are you a uh are you uh, – offended isn't the right word, but is it offensive to you as a, a general rule to, like, open up candy in line before you've paid for it kind of thing?
1: Dude, 100%. Yeah, it's not cool. Uh, in fact – It's not cool. When I was – I was at the – was, I was working at a grocery store when I was in high school, and, like, the lane went down. Like, I don't know if the power went out or, like, there was an issue, and the entire register just stopped working. And I'm checking. My buddy Brian is bagging. And the dude, not who was right in front of me trying to check out, but the next guy in line was like super agitated, pitching a whole fit. And the dude just cracks open a beer in the middle of the supermarket. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, I'm going to pay for it anyway. And I look at Brian and we're just like, misdemeanor like yeah. what's going on
0: here so like with the beer 100 with you it's a little bit of a i don't i don't know what law is being broken there but something probably was yeah i, I understand the logic of it i don't want to i don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole it's not worth going down but like i understand the logic there's nothing fundamentally flawed with the logic it's just sort of because you are going to buy it so what does it matter but like something about it seems not not kosher to me I don't know hey I have
1: a uh, potential potential stat for you we are wrong on Kella he was making headlines but the reason being Keone Kella signed a one-year deal to play for the Padres
0: really okay so I must have misread that then
1: yeah he was with the Pirates he signed a one year Mm -hmm. deal in February to go play for the Padres so I I was right there with you I I had uh, I had misremembered it but yeah yeah. I'm, for the sake of accuracy, I wanted to call it out.
0: We typically don't get to these things until two or three episodes later, so people should be, you know, should be happy for what we're doing. To here. fix
1: one of our mistakes within four minutes of the mistake being made. Impressive. Like, that has to be some sort of a record.
0: Only when Sam's out of the office, apparently. There you go. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, so I have the central as follows um, I'm going to give me the Brewers now that Yelich is healthy. Okay. Give me the Brewers. The Cubbies and the Cardinals battling it out, but Cubs over Cardinals, Cardinals in the middle spot, Reds, and then I completely agree on the Pirates.
0: This feels like you really want Christian Yelich to have a much better year for some reason that's completely unknown to everybody. It has nothing to do with him being my first slot keeper
1: (laughs) on on my fantasy team. I'm sure that those are not related. They couldn't be, right? But, hey, you got to give it up to him, like. The dude is an absolute unit on the ball
0: field. No doubt about it. I love Christian Yelich. He looks like Pete Davidson. I mean, he's got all kinds of things going on. Uh, nope. n- hell of a guy, though. I think the Car- we already talked about the Cardinals a little bit. I, I do think they're going to be a lot better. I think they're going to be... Uh, I think that their pitching staff is really young as well. I think that they've got a lot coming up. I think they they got Adam Wainwright to come back for another year. Who you know, And I think that's going to be a good situation for him. He's always been like a... Kind of an average starter, but like always, a pretty overall. Consi- like uh, I would call it. Tell you what, look up his ERA. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he's probably around the hovers around the six area ERA career wise. I'm gonna look and see. Adam the Wainwright. Reason, yeah. So on Wainwright, I I'm gonna say six point zero one, something like that. I've not looked at this so. For per year career career war is no uh, no 40 sorry career era oh sorry uh 338 338 so a lot better than i thought okay
1: yeah yeah 2020 was 315 i
0: thought he had some tough years that would have uh inflated it more so than than that what was he in 2013
1: 2013 era was gonna be 294 yeah he was really good that season Yeah, his worst year was 2017, and it got as high as 5'11". Yeah, Well, that's not true. We had, like, a short season of two games, but, you know, where he played a meaningful number of games was 5'11". Okay, cool. So, Uh, I mean... The other thing I want to talk about just in the central is the reason I think the Cubbies are going to be better is I think it's a mental thing because David Ross is their manager.
0: Yeah, he was there last year, but, again, I don't really know how that all plays together as far as, you know having time to to get to know things I think that's a good spot for a new manager where it's just kind of almost like a trial run kind of go through see yep. you know get the get the rhythms down see how it goes and then kind of go from there I I, I think that they're really old though at the end of the day and I think that that's going to gonna to continue to be a problem for them as far as age and I I can't really get past that
1: yeah that's fair uh, would not surprise me to see you correct on that one and have the Cardinals overtake him.
0: Did John Lester re-sign? I'm pretty sure he did, right? Yeah, he did. I think did. so. He it's a
1: short-term deal, though, I think.
0: Yeah, it's only like a one-year deal, I think. So, I mean, he hasn't really been that uh, great. Actually, no, he went to the Nationals. Oh, really? I guess I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, good for him. I'm sure batting will be his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Um <laughs> I'm sure batting. <laughs>
1: let's
0: let's let's move west. Are they doing the universal DH
1: though? Seriously? No. You're I not? have not heard. Okay. I Last I had heard they that, that that wasn't coming back is what I heard.
0: Okay. Let's move to the
1: West. So Arguably the most fun b- division to watch in baseball this year. Last year, the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, Rockies, Diamondbacks. That's how it all went down. Okay. Well, who you got for this year?
0: All right. So I've got the Dodgers winning 100 games, losing 62. I've got the Padres winning 97 and losing 65. Those could honestly maybe be even flip flopped. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised by that. I've got the Giants winning 79 games, losing 83. D backs winning 73 losing 89 and the Rockies winning 60 losing 102. I think there's a significant drop off in this division as usual. I think that yes. that's going to, that's going to uh, play into some inflated records here, just like we always talk about with the Dodgers, but I think the Padres are going to be in the same boat this time. And I yeah. th- don't know how that's going to come out on the other side for, for either of those teams.
1: I think these two teams are both going to be absolutely unstoppable. Um I I have them the same order as you. I have uh you know Dodgers, Padres, Diamondbacks, Giants, Rockies. I just think I think in the end the Dodgers experience is going to tide them over.
0: Yeah, it helps. It definitely helps. They have success on their track record in the la- in the you know, the recent Past as recent as this past year, but uh, this is one of those things, and, and I, I would say this more about the Padres and I probably even would the Dodgers. They're really good on paper. Let's see how Ooh, that plays out. Uh, that's a heck of a heck of a burn potentially. I think that less of the Dodgers though, because of this yeah. proven track record and success. They've been to three World Series in a row, and they won last year. Yeah. Like it's hard to do that it's tough to do that to even get there is tough so i'm feel a lot less so confident in that than i would say about the padres the padres make sense on paper yep
1: absolutely the only thing that i think it's going to be the proven record of players getting better some of those younger additions or maybe not young young but like I think Bets is going to continue to get better. I think that players in that age, in that caliber, I think I that that will continue to strengthen the Dodgers.
0: You know what the worst part is? That I, it used to be a Red Sox? No. Well, obviously. But, like, the worst part is I don't disagree with that. That take yeah. it all. And that hurt, it pains me in every, every part of my body to know that they just let the guy walk out the door. Yep. You know? But what are you going to do? Like, I... You know when it's a pitcher or something like that that's a different story but like generational talent. Mookie Betts is an incredible baseball player. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Dodgers in that regard. Let me ask you this. So that's what the season looks like overall. What So what teams do you have Let's just let's just cap it with this. What teams are going to the World Series against each other in your mind? And who's going to who's going to be surprising to you this year? Player wise. So uh, Player-wise? Player-wise and team-wise. So those three okay. questions. Um, yeah,
1: so I actually have my World Series prediction. Got some blue chips in, just like always. I have the Dodgers taking on the Yankees.
0: Wow, okay.
1: I think that the Yankees are pissed at the Astros. Um. Rightfully so more uh, not more so than the Dodgers but I think that the Dodgers kind of got a little bit of vengeance and the Yankees haven't had that yet. Plus I think they're going to be healthier this year. So I do have them coming out of the American League. I don't think they're going to overtake the Dodgers though. Give me
0: the Dodgers in a repeat. I kind of agree with that uh that analysis. I think the do- I agree with the Dodgers. I think that they're going to be on the NL side. I don't think Barring a really good run by Atlanta or something like that, I, I don't really know that there's a lot of other competition that's built the way that they are. I mean, it just, it's a juggernaut and it's an, it's an incredible study on how you continually build a team. And, and I actually, that's something that we're going to do this season, yeah. is we're going to do a deep dive into how they've done this. And I think it's really Number worth one, noting. A fat wallet helps does, but there's a lot of homegrown talent. Absolutely. A lot of homegrown talent. So they've sprinkled that with the right times to spend. And I think that's worth discussing a bit more. So I'm picking the Dodgers on the NL side. And I'm really conflicted about the AL side. I'm really, really conflicted. I don't think it's going to be the Yankees. I don't know why. Maybe it's a gut feeling. I could see the Blue Jays. I think on the AL side, it's going to be a, a young team that's going to make a run at this thing, and I think and they're probably going to fall short. There is my guess. I'm going to pick the either the Blue Jays here, and I'll, I'll come to a final answer. But I'm just kind of trying to work out my thought process here. I'm looking at the Blue Jays, and I'm looking at the White Sox. And I just think so. Headline that would be a great a- ALCS. Yes, no doubt about it. Incredible ALCS right there. That's probably what we're lining up for. Is my guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ultimately side. If I had to pick one of those two, I'm probably gonna pick the side that has Tony Larusa on it. Um, <laughs> but I'm definitely not as confident about that as I am, like the Dodgers. I think no matter who comes out of the AL, it's gonna be tough to beat the Dodgers.
1: Yeah. No. It's a bold take. Um, for me, my most surprising pick actually isn't a player. It's my manager of the year, who I actually have it typed out, Tony La Russa. Wow. I think that that dude is going to be not the comeback story, but like definitely the, the sort of taking the scrappy rebuilt underdogs and turning them into a powerhouse. I do have the White Sox uh, as well as the Blue Jays as my wildcard teams, yeah. but I think that they will fall short. I would love to see them in the World Series, though. That would be incredible.
0: I think the manager of the year is going to be Dave Roberts. I think showing the consistency after showing some struggles to close these things out. uh, I think that finally getting over that hump last year helped him, number one. And I think he knows how to get to that team better than majority of managers as far as relationships-wise goes. Throughout baseball, and I think manager of the year is going to going to be Dave Roberts again. I think he was last year too. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Yeah.
1: I'll I'll check it real quick. But just just reconfirm: is this the first year that you and I have agreed on our World Series winner? Yes,
0: for sure. That's um, a
1: dangerous precedent. I mean, uh, the- last year was uh, Don Mattingly. By the way.
0: Oh, really? Interesting. Miami. Yeah. Yeah, they had a pretty good run there at the end. I could see that. Um, boy, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't feel like that should have been the case. Um, I just don't respect Don Mattingly as a manager very much, but that's another story for another day. Um, what do you do? I also think one other prediction I want to throw out there a little uh, just to to let it kind of marinate on people's minds. I think that Mike Trout is going to have a historic season. And I don't just mean like his normal season because that's pretty much every one of his seasons is historic um people are going to find out about mike trout more this year i think i don't know why just kind of think that man there is nothing fishy about that take remember bryce harper yes remember when he used to be talked about as a baseball player
1: yes i do now he just uh grows facial
0: hair just rips dingers all day long man not in philly I'm looking forward to this season. Yeah. I think this is going to be fun. I'm so excited that baseball's back in full. I am too. We're going to do more remotes this year, I think, as far as, you know, recording remotes, we're going to, you know, try to be able to get together with people in small gatherings and however we can do it safely. We're definitely going to be trying to do more of that and really kind of connecting with folks and and really trying to get back into the swing of how things go, so to speak. And great joke. Yeah. I figured you'd like that. And, um, Really try to figure out how to enjoy this thing again. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Me
1: too. Welcome back, baseball. Opening day, Thursday, April 1st. It's going to be fantastic. (laughs) Well, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to check us out. We are all over your social media. That's right. We are on Facebook. We're on the good old Twitter. We're on that old Instagram. Plus, So you can even find us at our website, sensiblyloud.com, your one-stop shop for great content and entertainment. Uh, Don't forget to wash your hands. Go get your vaccine as soon as you can. That way we can all go eat too many hot dogs and drink too many beers together. Can't wait to see all of y'all out
0: there. Thank you, Ben. We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 136 of the Outfielder podcast. We'd like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that out. Pick up Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. We'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast.